right right after we had Caden, your parents was, you know, staying with us and they were helping us and everything like that. And they, they made it a point to say, hey, you need to get out and kind of see outside of these walls. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know have a life. And we took a walk because we know we can take walks mm -hmm. when we want to connect and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, do you remember what you said to me then when we took that walk around? Oh, yeah. I will never forget it. I will never forget I remember just, you know, our world had changed significantly to having a kid for sure. But there was just this, it was an uneasiness or I could just, everything started to feel different. But it wasn't just because we had a kid, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't him. Of course, that was a piece of the difference, but it was just, it was like a heaviness on like, it felt like on the earth. Like it just felt like things, something was off. And it was like, when I said that to you, like, what do you, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't really know what I mean, but something's off. Just things don't feel normal. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. I was like, man, I've been feeling something, some heaviness too. Um, but I can't really, really pinpoint what this thing is. So, we need to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? We're your hosts, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison. And you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so we took this walk. We took this walk, and you were saying, like, there's a heaviness, and there's something on the earth, and I don't know what this thing is. Yes. And I said to you, like, yeah, I, I do feel some heaviness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, around that time, it had been six months before that I had been feeling something like that, like mm -hmm. what you were describing. And it took me some time to kind of figure out the feeling or even want to tell you how I was feeling around that time. Mm -hmm. And... I think I went out and told you right then and there. I was like, look, you know, I've been wrestling with this for the last six months. Uh, and the career field that we're in currently and the business that we're doing together, yeah. you know, and we're doing it at a high level, I don't necessarily want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to tell you that. Um, I didn't know how to uh, how to share how I was feeling with you. So for literally six months, I had been dealing with that. And I'm sitting here down like, man, I wonder if she knows you know, something's off of me. And I don't know if she, you know, feels it, sees it, or, you know, anything like that, but I just feel like I don't want to do this no more. I want to I wanna pivot. I want to do something else. And I don't really know how. I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, what I'm going to do. I don't know what, what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I felt so bad for so long because I'm like, man, what is she going to feel like? Like, you know, we were, we were, oh, yeah, it, was a, it was definitely an interesting time. But before I kind of, I guess, I mean, before I talk about me, I want to kind of explore what you just talked about. Like, like, what about being at the height of something that you got good at, right? Mm -hmm. Because, it, you know, we were in the network marketing field doing very, very well at the peak of our, <laughs> our influence in that career field. And now in those moments, you feel like I don't want to do this anymore. Can you kind of like explore, I mean, kind of elaborate on like what were those feelings and, you know, how, cause a lot of people might think like, bro, you're good. Like everything is fine. Everything is up. How could you feel like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like what was kind of, what were the feelings that you were feeling when you felt off? Well, the feeling started well before then. It was when we actually had our most success and we were making the most money we ever made. I just didn't feel fulfilled in what I was doing. I didn't feel fulfilled in, in uh, you know, in this particular space. And I was like, man, I don't, I, I don't feel joy from this like I used to, or mm -hmm. you know, when I was when I was coming up. And for a long time, I was like, man, what, what do I want to do? Yeah. You know, what, what am I good at? And then also, I felt like, man, I mean, this was, this was your space. This is, was, this was something that you wanted to do and you wanted to be, you know, legendary in. Yeah. And I didn't share that same desire. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I'm like, well, if I don't share that same desire to, to do this at that level, should I be doing this at all? Mm -hmm. And that was well before I had to start having, you know, these feelings uh, six months prior to our, to our uh, conversation. But um, I just didn't feel fulfilled. I was like, man, uh, we, we're making a lot of money. Yes, great. But why don't I feel fulfilled? Why is that? Why don't I feel like I'm on assignment? Mm. Why am I feeling like I'm, I'm doing this 
uh, portray, but also I'm leading people yeah. in the same in the same token. That's what made it so um, hard for me to make this decision because one, we're we're in a public eye. We're in a public eye anyway, and we were leading so many people, and we were a package deal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> uh, especially in that, in that space, we oh, were a package sure. deal. So, you know, it was all I knew within my mid twenties. It was all we've ever known. Yeah, no, that's facts. So the thought of, of transitioning out of it, I didn't know the first thing to do. So it's like you're talking about pivoting as a whole and your desire to pivot was based off of not feeling fulfilled, even though you were making the most money you've ever made um, and, you know, having the most influence, you were leading the most people. Uh, it just didn't make you feel like this. Was, this didn't make me feel like I want to do that. And I know you were kind of getting into asking me, like, how that made me feel. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was like at the time that you were making it known, mm -hmm. not that you had made the decision because the decision had been made long before I knew about it. But I think what happened for me was like being in a place where I I don't like change. And I know that yeah. I don't do well with abrupt changes. Let me not say I don't like change because I'm enough. I would do something different in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I don't like abrupt changes that I didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to be in control of the change. And so for me, it was like, I'm already in a position of being a mom, learning, learning being a mom, mm -hmm. learning myself in business now as a mom, um, learning myself as a wife, how can I juggle all these things now? Yeah. And because I was still in the shift, it was difficult for me because when you shared that with me, I had like, I was on both sides of the fence of like thinking of you. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where we had that conversation where you were like, you know, it was determining, we had a, we talked about this in season one, like determining what support now would look like if the dynamic changed. Yeah. And um, for me, it was hard to kind of accept one that the dynamic had changed because it is a lot easier when you're doing a, a, a one person business with two people. Like the workload is different. Yeah. The responsibilities are different. I can, you know, lean on it. I'm having to now take on everything. Right and protect you at the same time because i know a part of that was what you said it was like you know you're leading people and so what's it going to look like to them and it was also protecting you um because i don't want anybody to feel any way about that as a whole but also being able to stand up for you in those moments and say like look my husband is exploring whatever the hell he wants to and we feel like what is he doing whatever he wants and that was always my response so the first thing was protecting you in the public eye the second thing was um, becoming a supportive wife and having to be comfortable allowing you to be selfish in that season. That was hard too, because that's me having to intentionally say, this is crazy. <laughs> this is unexpected. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> this is my husband, this is my best friend, this is my partner, and he deserves to be in a position to feel fulfilled with what he's doing. So it was like all those thoughts. And then the third thought was now questioning my ability to do it by myself. And I think that's where all of my questions about myself in regards to business and was I actually fulfilled. And I think it's hard when you're around, when you're in a business with somebody yeah, to make sure that your thoughts are your thoughts. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be like, well, if he's not doing it, then I shouldn't be doing it. Or if he feels unfulfilled, then yeah. maybe I do too. You know to, I mean? to that point, to that point, that's what took me so long to kind of even voice it to you because we were we were so engrossed. Remember, around the time you were um, you were still pregnant, mm -hmm. and I had to actually you know take on even more responsibility yeah. with the business because of that. So even doing that, I was feeling this way. Mm -hmm. So that made it even harder to have that conversation because I'm like, yo. How is she going to feel? How, what is she going to think? Like, if this is abrupt on her. And she'd be like, boy, you're just out on the road and touring and stuff like that. Literally. Like, where's this coming from? No, I, and that's what I said. Like, it was, it's the abrupt change. Like, I feel like if you had been mentioning it, I wouldn't have been as surprised when you're like, no, I'm like, I'm cool, real talk. And I don't care what people think about it. I don't care what they're going to say. I'm good. And I think had it been, you know, kind of like a gradual transition of like, hey, once we have the baby, this is what I'm looking at. Um, and then kind of like, like, was there fear for you after telling me now was there like a fear of like, what the hell am I going to do? Like when you're actually in the, in the space of pivoting, you know, what was that? What was the mindset around it now that, okay, the hardest part for you at the time was telling your wife. Yeah. I think, let's, let's discuss the elephant in the room. I think 
I think the other thing in the room is everybody's going through a lot of transition around right now. Oh, that's a hundred percent. I feel like it, like you said, being on earth, you said this a year ago. No, that's and it is truly on earth. Like I think a lot of people are dealing with the sense of uh, finding some purpose or, or transition transitioning, you know, something that was major in their life to now something something else. So I had uh there was fear. There was like the fear of the unknown. There was a fear of the unknown, like, okay, bro, you about to jump up this ledge. What you gonna do? Yeah. You know, you 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 uh you found some security in this thing that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um you, you found um you know a sense of a, a sense of belonging and everything else that comes with that, with this business. Uh, do you, are you sure you want to get that up? Are you sure you want to walk away from that? Are you sure exactly. you want to walk away from um, um, from the people business? Mm-hmm. And it, it, here's the thing: it wasn't about the people. Mm-hmm. It was what you said. It was about me being selfish in this moment. Like, what does Malcolm want to do? What makes Malcolm happy in this season? Um, and if your heart isn't in it, be okay with letting it go. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with. I did deal with the fear of. Uh, it was like fear of loss, fear of missing out. It was more so like, you know, I've been so sure of what I've been doing. Everyone's going to ask you, what, uh, so what's your plan? And if you don't have a plan, well, what are you really doing this for? You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. And the reason why I got on my iPad just now is because I have to find this um, this excerpt from this book. I mean, I just feel like after I said that, everything started to literally feel different Mm -hmm. like just our whole life started to be in transition it was like i feel like that was kind of like an activated moment in our life but because we started to have that conversation um with ourselves and then as a collective we both were kind of like focused on okay we've made money Mm -hmm. and it was great there's security in that there's you know (laughs) everything and but okay we started to have conversations about what if it changes? Yes. And we were having the conversation about what if it changes before anything ever changed. And I think that's where I started to think, you know, um, you know, when you're in network marketing, you're essentially a, a contractor to a company. You know what I mean? You're you're the sales department, yeah, so absolutely. to speak. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, the admissions department, so to speak. And so in that moment, I had to start thinking, okay, well, the truth of the matter is I don't own anything within this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they are still controlling the finances. And it wasn't that anything was happening with the company at the time. It was literally thinking to myself, well, what if tomorrow they decide we good. We made enough money. Like, let's just go ahead and dismantle this thing. Yeah. What would I do? And when I start, I feel like I've talked about this in a couple of episodes, when I started to think about that, that's when my life started to go into pivot. And it was the scariest, it's been the scariest moment of my life because it's been going on at this point now. Um, you know, probably a solid, pretty much all of 2021. I mean, what is this? 22. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been pretty much going on for me all of 2022, but what was, it's, it's like, like you said, we talked about this a year ago, and then we go into the beginning of this year, and you know we followed Pastor Michael Todd at Transformation Church, and the yeah. word, the phrase for the year was "Here is Holy," and he was talking about like just you know where you are right now. It's like yo, you're looking at it like it's a problem, or you're looking at it and you're confused, or you don't understand it, or you you're like trying to make sense of it, and it's like no, 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 where you are is where you're supposed to be, and there's something in this moment that you're here to get. Exactly. And I feel like as the year has continued to unfold, and not even just for ourselves, but our friends and our business partners, you're just looking, and just even people that you see that that, that you just you know know by happenstance, like it doesn't matter people close to you. It's like I'm I'm seeing it on so many people that everybody's just focused on just. They're in a shift. They're, they're in a pivot. And I feel like sometimes we're so afraid of the pivot, but there has been so many confirmations that one, we are in that transition season. Um, there's This is just a season of pivoting, but also that it's okay to be in this space, right? Um, and that's where I, I remember we were talking to um, one of our business partners, shout out to Jabari. And I remember he was telling us about his mom gave him that book last Christmas. And there was a part of it talking about when you have we're born with multiple purposes. Oh, yeah. I remember. Was, I, I just thought about that while you were talking about it. And I was like, yo, I have to find that because it 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 kind of would shape this episode for what it is in the conversation. But you can go ahead and finish what you're saying while I find it. No, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes purpose has to do with the season you're in. Maybe, maybe in the season, 
this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. This is your purpose. This is your assignment for this season. Uh, maybe it's to build you. Maybe it's to build somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's to you know build people around you. Whatever it is, um, but it's supposed to serve in some capacity in the season. But it it won't have to stay that way. Yeah. And I think that's what I had to start learning. Like, okay, I found a sense of purpose in this season and doing this, and you know, and doing this business and doing it at a high level. Um, I found a sense of of, of belonging. I found security. I found all the things that I wanted to do. I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish when it came to, you know, getting into this business. Mm -hmm. So now transitioning out of here, you're okay. Or you you completed your assignment. And maybe, you know, people may may not agree with you. People may not agree with the the choice that you've made. But you got to take this time for you. And the hardest thing I I was dealing with was... You know, because we were leading so many people, did they feel like I was abandoning them? You know and what I'm saying? that's true. I think in a people business, you, you're you considering just more than yourself. That's just like the same thing if it was just a family. When you're building a business based off of people yeah. um, and you're in the people business, it's not. It's never about you. You can never make a decision solely based off of what you want because I feel you too because I was in that place too just thinking because my life was in transition and I was kind of just confused on a lot of different things that had to do with me solely it wasn't based off of business it wasn't based off of businesses it wasn't based off anything but just trying to find myself you know what I mean in that moment of what this shift means and what it's going to be um but I understand that once I get on do people feel like I think that's just the hardest thing about life in general is that you you build your life based off of do people think? Will yeah. people think? Are people thinking that you're so consumed with that and you base all your decisions off of something that you truly actually will never know? Yeah. And, and you know, I shared with you in the identity mm-hmm. episode that I felt like right after I left uh, this one business model, I jumped into something so quickly thinking uh, I was just in hustle mode because I'm like, okay, I need to find a way to make what I was making here. I need to find another way to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a step back, and I'm like, wait, 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 bro, wait, bro. That was really because nice. because anything I do, I I literally engross myself in it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and you know that for a fact. Like I obsess over it. So when I got this, I'm like, wait a minute, bro. Is this something you actually want to do? Is this something that you want? You know, you want to master? You want to actually put the ten ten thousand hours into? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and if and if you don't. You need to take a step back and actually figure out what the hell you want to do. Because what you don't want to do is spend another five years doing something that you eventually don't want to do anymore. No. And I think that was, I think that's where I had so much more respect for you in that pivot because you were willing to say, let me me, me pause on this because I'm only trying to find something else. And I think, I think going back to what I was talking about about here is holy and um, the second part to that being the year of intentional limitations Mm -hmm. and so it's like when I look at how this year is shaped up especially with us in particular when you're even looking at okay well I'm doing this as a hustle Mm -hmm. versus trying to find purpose in in my business purpose in my work what who can I serve how am I serving them I'm 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 just looking for more bread because I remember I used to be like all right so what's up with this contract with them yeah gonna bring you more money you know what I'm saying you you're talking about transitioning and transitioning out of that well at this point this is what this is the money. Yeah, this yeah. is this is where the money's coming from. So you talking about not doing it no more, and that don't that don't work. Right. You need to go find a situation, sort of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. No. It make, it makes perfect sense. And you know, did you do you think that's where it kind of began for us, like the shift of one the uh, the shift of really professions and and wanting to um, expand yourself? Like, did you think? Me having that, I guess, come to Jesus moment of, of myself, did that kind of help you start figuring out what well, what does Brittany want to? No, definitely. But I had to, I think, like I said before, like I had to make sure that was something I was doing for myself and not right. because you were doing it. Correct. Um, because I know me and it's like, you know, we talked about it, like you talk about how you don't like Teslas and yeah. you don't think they're attractive cars. Like you're a muscle car kind of guy. Um, you Sports like, car. Sport, whatever the hell. Yeah. Same thing to me. Um you're a sports car kind of guy, but I'm looking at this. I'm like, yo, the Tesla's dope. The minute you were like, that car is so ugly, and I was like, 
Yeah, Texans are ugly. <laughs> you didn't believe that. Like, you just straight. But, but it's, I think, like I said, this is another part of just my transition into 32 is like being able to think for yourself. And I know it sounds like, it sounds like that's a given, Brit. Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean think for yourself? And it's like, no, no, no. You think you think for yourself, but a lot of times what we're thinking for is what the response is going to be from other people. Right. And then am I fitting into whatever the other person is saying or this person is thinking like you we never we're not often thinking for ourselves and there's a book called the strangest secret and literally the strangest secret is that men don't think i mean <laughs> well that's not the strangest secret but that's what the first one they talk about the strangest secret is that you become what you think about yeah. and so even when I'm, I'm going back over this process and this journey of um you know where we are and how things have changed and then the the season of pivoting and changing i think you open up my mind to something else because for so long I was just one track which I do believe in order for you to be successful in anything you do have to have a season of just focus and buckling down and just a hundred percent on that thing but I think you have to also especially if you're getting into business if somebody's listening to this they're getting into business you're thinking about entrepreneurship one thing you have to decide is is this my forever thing and if it's my forever thing then cool I could just a hundred percent Focus on that. But if this is not your forever thing, you have to also find your exit. You have to plan your exit. And for some people, they think they, they don't think like that. We didn't think like that. And it's not always to transition out of that business. It's not always to do something different and, you know, go to a whole different space. But it's preparing. Um, I was watching this on InvestFest today. InvestFest today, they, um, the budget needs that she was saying, you have to plan your succession. And most people don't in entrepreneurship. They expect to be doing it for forever. And she's like, nah. Um, she, I'm going to start reading this book. It was called um, Built to Sell. Mm -hmm. Basically talking about building your business to sell your business. And because what I think about is like, okay, when I'm making the money, when do I start distributing it to other businesses? When do I start creating other passive income sources? And that's stuff that I wasn't thinking about because I was so locked in on, well, this is the only way I'm going to become a millionaire. And imagine right. imagine having all these creative, you know, you're a creative person, you have all these opportunities, there's a, a, a million ways to make a million dollars, but you feel like this is the only way it can happen for you. And it's like when you had that realization and I came to the realization that I was, I was searching for this for myself, mm -hmm. Once I realized that I'm not doing this because he said that, I'm doing this because this is how I feel and this is a place I feel like exploring for myself, that's when I started to think, okay, did I miss a mark in transitioning sooner? I think I was no I was no more fearful of the conversation. Um mm -hmm. and for so long we were hell bent on this active income. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I was like, okay, I started thinking beyond I'm like man we got to create something so passive that we can't do this forever no uh, nor do we probably want to and you know and we wasn't having those conversations at, at all so you're right we weren't having those conversations but I think like a very pivotal turning point in this year is really being okay with being in that space and knowing that it's time to pivot there are things that need to change um, you're changing as a person. And I think it's really understanding that over time, we continue to, we've talked about it. As a person, you're continuously changing. Mm -hmm. Husband and wife, we are consistently changing. And I was talking to a friend, I said this a little bit earlier. I was talking to a friend because I finally found it. I was looking for this, right? I don't find it, y'all. <laughs> um, but I'm talking to a friend, Jabari, and he was telling me, because he was also, he also studying this pastor and all this stuff like that. And he was like, yo, my mom, gave me this book that uh, for Christmas, um, it's called The Way the Way of the Superior Man. And it's like this spiritual thing for, <laughs> you know, relationships, men, I mean, how men to deal with women in themselves or whatever, right? Yeah. So, but I ain't gonna hold you. Once I read it, I had to take it off for myself because there's no way this can only apply to men. But if you're a man and you listen to this, it's obviously a good book. But here it goes. Let me read this. The, the, I'm gonna I'm summarize it. It says, you will experience layer after layer of purposes, each one getting closer and closer to the fulfill of the fullness of your deepest purpose. It is as if your deepest purpose is at the center of your being and it's surrounded by layers of circles and each one is a lesser purpose. Then it says, it's easy to feel disappointed by life. Success is never fulfilling as you think. 
it's supposed to be, but there's a reason for this. Successfully completing a lesser purpose doesn't feel very good for very long because it's simply preparation for advancing towards a greater embodiment of your deeper purpose. Um, each purpose, each mission is meant to be lived fully to the point where it becomes empty, boring, and useless. Then it should be discarded. This is a sign of growth, but you may mistake it for a sign of failure. For instance, you may take on a business project. <laughs> I'm reading this for... In, in You're reading my life right now. That's why okay. I had to read the whole thing because I'm like, yo, this, this is crazy. For instance, you may take on a business project, work at it for several years, and then suddenly find yourself totally disinterested. Yo, that's <laughs> crazy. Wait. You know that if you stayed with it for another few years, you would reap much greater. Uh, sorry about this. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know that if you stayed for um, another few years, you would reap much greater financial reward than you would if you left now. But the project no longer calls you. You no longer feel interested in it. You have developed skills over the last few years working on the project, but it hasn't uh, yet to come to fruition. You may wonder now that you have the skills, should you stick with it? And bring the project to fruition, even though it feels empty to you. So now I'm like, okay, where are you going with this book, right? Right. It says, here are the signs of fulfilling or completing a layer of purpose. You suddenly feel like you have no interest whatsoever in a project or mission that you just previously were motivated by highly. You feel surprisingly free of any regrets whatsoever for starting the project or for ending it. Even though you may not have the slightest idea of what you're going to do next, you feel clear, unconfused, and especially unburdened. You feel an increase in energy at the prospect of ceasing your involvement with it, and the project just might seem silly. It says if you're experiencing these signs, it is probably time to stop working on this project. The next layer of your unfolding purpose may make itself clear immediately, but more often, it does not. After completing a layer of purpose, you might not know what to do with your life. It's not mine. You won't. You, you won't know, know what to do with your life. You know the old project is over for you, but you're not sure what's next. Next, at this point, you must wait for a vision. Consciously keep yourself open and available to receiving a vision of what is next. It will come. And when it comes, it's, it usually won't even be a detailed vision. You'll have a sense of what direction to move in. But practical steps might not make themselves clear. When the impulse begins to arise, act. Don't wait for the details. Learn by trial and error what it is you are to do. We were just talking about this. Wow. This is why I had to read the whole thing. I'm like, I cannot not read this because one, it's reading your whole life, my whole life, life in general. Everybody's. And in this season of pivoting, it's like when we're feeling like, yo, what the hell is going on? How can I love something yesterday and today feel purposeless in it? Yeah, that's that's really what it was. And, and, and that was so, so shocking. That was what it was so, was so shocking to me. I'm like, no way. Right. No way. But in seeing that and reading that, it's so like this applies to all people. It's not for me. But in reading and seeing that, it's like I just I I just fulfilled the purpose. That's why it goes from it's saying that's why you will go from being high on this thing, motivated by this thing, and overnight it doesn't make you feel like anything. You're saying at the peak of your success, most money you ever made, most influence that you you know building your influence, building your leadership, and now I feel empty. Yes. You finished your assignment in that purpose, but it gave you the skill sets for your next layer. And I was going to ask you, like, how do you know when it's time to pivot? And you just kind of answered that, like, when you're in that seat, when you feel that way. That is crazy. It is time for you to move on. It is time for you to um, start something new or wait. 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 And then, and that's so the imagine part. that. No, no, no. That is the hard part. But imagine... This is this is the season. This is the state that you're in. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm preaching to myself at this point. <laughs> I, this moment just gave. Just reading it again because I read it. Before, I read that part before. Um, reading it again, it's like I just got a sense of you know a breath of fresh air because when you're in that season of pivoting, especially when you feel like I don't know what to do, I know this isn't my total, but I also don't know exactly what to do. And for me, because I'm a control freak, a control freak with my own life, yeah. That is like, oh my gosh, I can't. 
But understanding now, like, yo, you you just you just shared a, a sense of purpose. That's it. You completed your assignment in this space. And now it's time for you to wait for your next purpose. It's time for you to wait for new vision. And over the last, what, 60 days, 90 days, you and I have started to, it's slow. Like I said, it, it, you'll just get an impulse. Of, yeah. I should, and I feel like now we're in that impulse stage. And we've started to act on even the podcast was impulse, babe. Like, yeah. And so it's like when you're talking about here, but the whole thing is now saying, wait, here's holy. Yeah, so that's when I got speaking. Here's holy message in the beginning of the year. And we all, okay, God, okay, here's holy. Why but I don't want to be here. But why this here? But why, why, here? Yeah. why this here? Why this confusion? Why 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 start here? Yeah. And the more we heard it, the more we started to understand why we're at this place, why we're here. Because we were supposed to be. Yes. And and I think just having a phrase like that gives you peace in it because it, it allows you to remember that this is uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't want to be here. I would prefer to pass go. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we just give you the 200 pass go? No, I have to wait here. And I think the more you hear, like, yo, this is where you're supposed to be. This is just wait. It gives you the piece of like, okay, I don't have all the understanding. I don't have all the know-how, but I do know that I'm where I'm supposed to be in order to elevate. It's like we're in the slingshot when you pull it back. We're in the, the pullback. Mm -hmm. But when you let it go, how far does it go? But the uncomfortable space is being pulled. How do you think? So let me ask you this. Do you feel like Pivoting means failure. Like, do you feel like people think this way? Like, if I pivot, I, I must have failed at this thing. I don't think it means failure, but I think we receive it as failure. Okay, why? Because, I mean, if things change, like, let's say it changes financially, and let's say there's there's a difference. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, there's a multitude of pivots because you have to look at, okay, let's say business is booming. You know, 2020 for entrepreneurs was a, a crazy year. Yeah. But, Okay, what if I don't store my money well now I need I, I I'm not I'm not making what I was making, but I increased my living expenses at the time that I was making it, right? So now the pivot has to be, okay, maybe I need to relocate. Maybe I can't afford this rent, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I can't afford this mortgage. Um, maybe I it's luxury vehicles, maybe I gotta go, you know, put take the car back, mm -hmm. sell the car, you know what I'm saying, change the car, whatever it is. In those moments, it feels I've had in those moments for myself, yeah. I have a hundred percent felt like a failure. Felt like what was it all for? Yeah. Felt like how could I have or what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. So it's like you you when you're in a space of pivoting, it's it's making sure that you look at it as a pivot versus a failure. You know what I mean? Well, um, conversations. Do you think it's important to have? conversations amongst like your friends or, or bouncing that idea off them like hey should i should i do this should i be pivoting in this way should i should i be selling this to, um you know like financially because i think like you said when people feel like something has changed in their business and maybe they're not making the same amount of money in their business that they were prior to i gotta keep everything that i accumulated because of what it looks like because of what it looks like instead so, of that's and and you have had when we when, when we have had to make those decisions, we always clash. <laughs> yeah, how I mean, how do how do those conversations even come up though? Like, do, do I come, come to you? Do you? Do no, you always come to me. <laughs> it was up to me. Nothing would ever change. <laughs> what are you saying? Like your how, your response is this is what I think, and you know it's 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 a season of trimming fat. Like it, I talked. I think I talked about the last season. Like when we were talking about money conversation. I'm like okay. It's now having a conversation of where do we see ourselves and what are our goals and what do we want to accomplish? And even though this is something that we want, is it what we need? You know what I'm saying? Is it um, not just from an affordability standpoint, but if you're looking at your goals, okay, is there a place where we can scale back? Because we should. Or do it before you have to. I got, to that point, I got a message for people out here. Okay. Get financially skinny. And what I mean by that is you want to trim the fat, like you said. Anything that, that you were paying for that no longer serves you, get rid of it. Anything that you are paying for that seems too expensive now to you, get rid of it. If, you, if you're uh, renting and your rent feels like it's too high, like if, if it feels like a burden, feels like a pressure now, get rid of it, change it. 
I think we're holding on to too many things uh, because we're afraid of what it may look like. Like you said, or we don't want to change our lifestyle. No, no, no. And you don't have to change. Yes. You just have to pivot to the next thing. You do have to pivot, but you, you have to be okay with accepting that. Yeah. And that's the hard part. The hard part is accepting change. Being somebody that is a control freak myself and being a person that doesn't like a abrupt change, that's difficult for me to accept. And um, I'm not going to lie, it puts you in a state of grief. And I was talking to one of my friends and, you know, we were having a conversation. I think it is important to have people in your life and, and have, I mean, I know we're in this, this day and age where it's like, you got to keep your business to yourself, but sometimes <laughs> it could be to the detriment of your making poor decisions yeah. because you're not willing to ask the question. And so, you know, we're, we're quick to talk to people based off of where they are or where they've been based off of where we are, where we're headed or what we want to do. Thanks. And we do have some sound frames where, one of the, the advice was given to us one time. It was just like, I know you don't want to do that. And I know you can't afford to not do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I know you can afford to take care of this and continue to, to pay for it. However, you might want to make this decision before you force them to making that decision. As entrepreneurs, and I know entrepreneurship is glorified, but what people don't talk about when it comes to entrepreneurship is the same way you can make a lot of money you cannot be making a lot of money at the same <laughs> time. You can have a month where you make $100,000 and the next month make five. That's significantly different if you change your lifestyle. Even if you're making, you could be making money over years. And if things change, you have to be willing to change. I have to be willing to change. This is me. Because I'm going to no, watch this back when I'm doing ads and making content. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> you said it to yourself. Oh my gosh, I've been listening to myself like, girl, if you don't shut up talking to yourself like this. Like, girl, you talk to you. No, for real. No, that's for real because I have to be willing to accept it, but I also had to understand that it would also create a grieving process. Mm -hmm. And what we don't want to go through is the grief, is to, to grieve the life that I had or to grieve the, the, the success that I had. And it's kind of like, well, nigga, are you a one hit wonder? Mm. And these are the questions I had to start asking. Like, you're not a one-hit wonder, bro. And are you really out? Like, what you doing right now? Because really, we're out here now talking about glory days. Because the truth of the matter is, with what's happening in the same business that you've been doing, you're now in a glory day season. Mm -hmm. Do you want to remain in the glory days or do you want to go down and get new results and go do new stuff and create new successes? Or do you want to live in the... Man, I remember that. I remember when I mean, like I, I never wanted to be. I, I remember when as person, and so because I'm not that person in general. Like I, it was okay to now pivot. It was okay to now. It's okay to now pivot. But if you're when you're pivoting, and when you know that you're pivoting, you have to be comfortable with going through your stages of grief of things. And gotcha. I think if you if we know that, and you start to understand, like okay, I'm not a failure. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a failure. I've actually done some crazy ass shit. <laughs> I've done some stuff that I honestly didn't expect to do. I've, I've exceeded my own personal expectations, but now I have I have completed that layer of purpose. Yeah. I have to find a new purpose so that I can go and fulfill that layer of purpose. What is the sense of of holding on to all of what was if it still didn't make me fulfilled? That don't even make sense. And these were the conversations like I was having myself while you were having the, all right, it's time to skin, you know, skinny it up, babe. Like, skinny it up. Because one, if we're trying to pursue new things, we're trying to build something, well, one thing we can't afford to do while being in a new state of building is continue to push out more money when we actually need to keep more money in house to push out money into these things we're trying to do. Right. I was about to say to, you know, especially the people listening, like having these conversations, I don't care if you're single, I don't care if you're, you're uh, married, if you're in a relationship with somebody. Having a conversation to yourself or to somebody else of what is our financial goals as a household? Yeah, uh, we had we had a goal. We have a goal still of owning a home. Yeah. So that if that's the goal, then nothing else really even matters anyway. Especially if you, you know what I'm especially if you're one of those people that's waiting for. I mean, I guess technically we're in a recession, but if you're one of the people where we had this conversation, it's like, okay, if our opportunity comes, are we prepared for it? And I think exactly. that's where you also have to start looking bigger picture and really getting that sense of, sense of self-worth is what changes everything when you start to get that sense of self self 
<laughs> when you start getting this sense of self-worth and you're not worried about what is it going to look like to somebody else, you start to make decisions based off of who you are and what you want. What are my goals? And do I care if somebody's looking at what well, they're not going to help me do anyway? Or what you want to say? That's the thing. It's like, because we're living in this day of of so watching people's highlights yeah. and not what they actually go through, we feel like we got to continuously live in this highlight or, or, or look a certain way. And I think the pridefulness plays a part in it. You can't pivot and be prideful. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't work. No, you asked me that. You called me prideful many days. I mean, and it, and it wasn't, to, it wasn't to, to attack you. It was to... It was to allow you to see, like, okay, everything doesn't last forever. Even if we pivot right now, it won't last forever. Even if we do certain things right now to set ourselves up, because that's what we've been doing, this season won't last forever. But we got to be smart. And I think not enough people are having that conversation with a significant other. They're not having that conversation with their friends or getting advice for somebody that maybe... Uh, went through what you went through and got out of it. Mm -hmm. Have some have success that you want to have. If not that, we're too proud to ask. We're too proud for we, we just sit in our shit and it's like why? It was crazy. It's so much an investment. Shout out to Earning Leisure. They're hosting an incredible um, financial literacy conference here in Atlanta this weekend. And but Janice, she was saying that she was like, it took me. I think she said like five years to make her first six figures. It took her three years after that to make her first million. And then it took her, I think it was less than a year to make 10. Mm. Then she said, I've, I've made $30 million in the 15 years of me being an entrepreneur. The first lesson I learned from that is that that took her 15 years. It took a long time to make a lot of money. Yeah. That's what they said. they said. Steve Harvey said it today, too. He said it takes a long time to make a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? But like, here's what she said. She said, I like the luxuries of my life. Um, I like living my life mm -hmm. and that's what I chose to do. Like I'm not the person that she said, I'm, I'm still start shopping at Target because I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. That's why I got so much money. And I think when I, when you start to listen to people that have more money than somebody who's, you know, at their first million, two million, five million, or their first six figures or a quarter mil, you know what I'm saying? The conversations we were having with our friends at, at a quarter mil, well, ain't the same conversations we was having to have. They ain't the same conversations we have. Remember when we have friends, y'all, and, and y'all might hear it from them on the pod. We have friends that we were all in the same boat, y'all, literally. And we were all in the same place financially. And literally in like seven months, they went from six figures to seven figures, from seven, seven figures to eight figures, all in like a year. And it was like, whoa. How did that happen? <laughs> well, not how did it happen, but wow. That was incredible to be a part of the process, but also see how quickly things can change. And in that, But now our conversations are nowhere near the same. You know what I'm saying? But I gotta have, now I got to talk to you from my multi-seven-figure mindset. I need to know what are y'all doing with y'all money? What are you doing? Okay, now we're learning. We started to learn so much information about how to set up everything and just, just everything, even down to the CPA we use is now based off of everybody's, you know, their pivot and seeing how they're living now is not just about the, the private jets and the trips. It's also about, okay, yeah, but you can really still go to Zara though. Because the people that's making the most money, they don't be doing the most. They don't. They put the most into ways to to live beyond their, their lifestyle. I'm looking at a lot of multimillionaires right now. They in t-shirts. They in their own brands. You know what I'm saying? They're not out here just all designer down. They wear their own stuff. Exactly. That exactly. now they're making another income off of because you like it. I think so so what is that though? Like what what is the okay? I want to keep up with the Jones because, like I said, we we sit in it, and anything can be it can be burning around you, financially, whatever, and, and you know you need to change, and you know you need to fix things, and you won't. Why is that? Like, what what are we doing? It's pride. It's 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 pride. It's ego. It's it's I don't want to be seen starting over. I don't want to. I if I especially if you already like I said, it's the same self worth. The sense of self worth that you have in the, in the need to pivot is that I'm a failure. Well, you only going to think that everybody going to think the same thing. Right. You know I, what I'm saying? And so it's it's coming to grips with, one, this is a season. Seasons change. 
At the end of the day, summer is almost over. We're headed into fall. After fall is going to go winter. And after winter comes spring and we're going to be back in summer. It's a cycle. It doesn't stop. It's understanding what phase of that cycle that I'm in and accepting that. And if you got to grieve it, grieve. I'm trying to tell you, when, 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 uh, when she told me, you're just grieving. That made, that made so much sense. It changed everything. I'm like. That made so much sense. I was like, yo, I didn't know you can grieve. Things. Outside of some, you know, things outside of things, somebody, you know, passing. situations like you, like we, we associate grief only with some losing a person. But if you lose your job, if you've been working at a high level as a lawyer, let's say, and mm -hmm. you lose your job, yeah, there's a grief process a that has grief to happen. Process. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's why people had so much mental health issues going through COVID. If I've been doing this for 10 years, 15 years. Go. So many people went through that in this pandemic and over these last two years, because like you said, it's, it's been on the earth. And I think people are talking about it. People haven't addressed it. Mm -hmm. And it's happening. Mm -hmm. And you, you got to find your way out of it. You got to claw your way out. And sometimes you got to strategize your way out of it. You do. And that's why I think conversations like the ones that we're having, but also just being having the right people in your corner that aren't going to judge you. And if somebody comes to you with this situation, you got to be the person that you're not looking at them like, y'all niggas pissed away y'all money or, you know, oh, you got to, oh, that, that, that's the whole reason why people won't be vulnerable about it. Yeah. People won't wow. communicate about it. It's because I already have the expectation that. I feel a way about this situation. Now I bring it to you and you piss all over my fire. You know what I'm saying? And so somebody trusts you enough to come to you, to share with you their transition and their pivot and what's going on. I think, you know, it can happen to anybody at any point in time. That's the thing. And so it, it don't even make sense to make nobody feel no way. I feel like it's it's a season for us to also be understanding, to be, to be um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not just understanding, but receptive to people, mm -hmm. open arms to be able to say, look, it's okay, and it's just a season. And I can't wait to see how you come out of it. Because before we were making money, before we had success, we used to say to ourselves, like, everything is always working out so well for me. You can say that when you don't have nothing. But when <laughs> right, you have yeah. something, and now you're in a, a whirlwind of what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, it's hard to say those same things or like, you know, um, I can't wait to see how this all turns out. That's what we used to say when we was trying to get the $10,000 a month. We were trying to make our first six figures. Just be like, I just can't wait to see how this is going to turn out. And so it's now getting back to the thing that got you to where you are in the first place, only you're not starting the way you started at the, at the first place, in the first time. Yeah. That's what you got to remember. It's like, even in this season, when I get to my next purpose, I'm not even starting that purpose where I started the last one, which might have been in the gutter. Our last purpose, we started you working in enterprise. Our last purpose, we started where I couldn't even get a job and we needed money. Our last purpose, that's where we started. This next purpose is starting really at a peak. Man, so and much I'm higher. talking about a landslide it's, of difference. Yeah, it's just, yeah. But it's like, I it's perspective. That. It That's is the perspective. thing. You have to have perspective in your pivot. I mean, we got some peas. Like, if we were preaching in, right in here. In your life transitions, anything. Because <laughs> I was about to ask you, like, why do you feel like it's, it can be overwhelming to people to, to have a life transition? First of all, twenty turning 30 from 29. Ooh, Jesus, help us. Um, it's, it's, it's a transition in itself. Yes. Um, one, you probably grieving because you're getting out of your twenties. So you know, <laughs> that's part of that's part of my process. I'm grieving out of this. I'm not. Out of this twenty. I can't But I am excited about thirty because uh, because I'm discovering more of myself. Uh, you know, I'm maturing. I'm literally in front of my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm learning so many more things about myself. Uh, what motivates me? What keeps you know? What, what drives me? All these different things. So it's excitement there. And I think, you know, you, you don't got to be overwhelmed. Like you said, be okay to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, be okay, you know, taking constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't want to, we don't even want to be, you know. We don't want to be held accountable. Yeah, we don't, don't want to be held accountable for decisions that were made that were good and that were bad. Yeah. But you said something I want to make sure that we highlight it. You said um, you can't have pride in your pivot. And I said, but you also have to have perspective in your pivot yeah. to say that, okay, that's all it is. Like, it's just a, a, a pivot. Like, if I went the wrong way, I would get off an exit, 
and it would reroute me yeah. to where I was trying to get to. Your goals don't actually change. You know what I'm saying? Our goal is is a dollar amount. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's 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 getting the house. I it's the perspective saying, okay, well the house that we wanted, yeah, we got the call, but the market changed and the price is out. Although that occurred, my mindset went has gone to, well, that house must fit into the house. We fit again. That God has for us. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I thought that this was the only vehicle to a million. But the minute that it became that we opened ourselves up, which was another thing we used to say, I am open and receptive to any idea or purpose person that helps me get to my goal of dramatic wealth. Literally. That's what we used to say. And the minute they start to change, you start saying those things again, oh, there were just opportunities to open. That's how the idea started. Which is what's more crazy is we heard the message of here is holy. Yeah. Here, being here is holy, allow things to happen. Let just take a step back. And that's exactly what started happening. People started coming to our life. Things started coming into our life. Opportunities started coming into our life that allowed us that set that um to, to increase our network, but also what you said. The um what was it called? Open and pers- <laughs> receptive to any idea and yeah, what, what, what do you call it? The saying mantra. You, the mantra that we kept yeah. saying. Literally, it presented itself maybe a year, maybe two years later. Which now gives you peace in your period. Not for us. So we let's didn't talk even about have these, but I just wanted to, there's three P's to pivot. Let's talk about the um, getting through the change. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but before we talk about you, you asked us, you said, why do you feel like people get so overwhelmed in it? I think the overwhelmingness only comes from how you experience change. And that's Probably. what we're going to talk about. How do we experience change? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you might have a, it might be triggering okay. to something that has happened over your life that like I didn't I didn't I didn't know that I was let's say you're a military kid, you done got all your friends and now oh we moving to Oklahoma and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's also about how you've experienced change over your life, I think, that now determines how you receive moments that are changing in your life. And so, um, you know, we wanted to wrap this thing up talking about um, eight tips for getting th- through change. Of course, in doing research and having a conversation, then um, we came across this article, which was actually talking about grief, which is crazy. Wow. Crazy enough, the article was in regards to grief. But we've un- unpacked on this episode that grief is not only about people. It's about so sometimes it's about a lot of things. But here were eight tips for getting through change. One. Accept that change is just a normal part of life. Yeah. And I think it's a hard part. Just accept it. It's okay. Um, it happens. It's going to happen continuously. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. I think when you go into your first major mm-hmm. um, transition, uh, it's the hardest. But I think you start to learn how to deal with it. You, more, you mature more. Uh, so it gets better. The second one says identify your values and your life goals. And I think that's one of the biggest ones because it's like, what do I really want? And what does this pivot teach me? Or where is it moving me to? And how is it actually transitioning me to actually position me properly mm-hmm. in the pivot to get to exactly where I need to be? Um, because when I the example I just used, we went somewhere yesterday and there was a storm coming. Ooh, this will preach. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. This will preach. Right we were them. headed um, to meet with some friends and some family that were in town. And literally, I missed the exit. Mm-hmm. The missed exit rerouted us and put extra time on our journey. <laughs> and because of the missed exit, we got caught in the storm. What did I say the minute it started raining? Had I not missed this exit, had I been paying more attention to where I needed to go, yeah, I would have never got off the wrong exit. You said that. You did say that. That'll preach. If I didn't get off the wrong exit, we don't end up in the storm. And I think that's where, the, I mean, the, the moral of me saying that is like literally applicable to life. If I pay attention to what life is showing me and what life is giving me and I pivot and I shift how I'm supposed to, mm-hmm. then I don't end up in a bag of storm and straight BS that I shouldn't have been in had I not had I paid attention to what life was giving me. So, man, that's good. That, that was good. Yeah, no, it was good. Learn to identify and express your feelings. That's number three. 
Learn to identify and express your feelings. Because you're not the only one going through it. So that's uh, so that all right, that speaks to me because for six months I was sitting in my feelings and I wouldn't express my feelings. And I think it was toxic. I think when you start to feel it, voice it. I don't care who it's to. I don't care if it's to a friend, to a spouse, whoever. You start to feel this pressure or, 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 or feeling like something needs to change or you feel uneasy. Voice it and get through it. Number four, though. Let's number four. Number four is expect to feel uncomfortable. You're not going to like it. It's, it's, it's a change. That's the whole thing. It's, it's a change. You're not going to like it. Change is different. Moving, relocating was different. Going to college in a different state, different. Being away from my parents, different. Getting married, different. Building a business, different. Being successful, different. Yeah, sustaining. Sustaining success, different. Saving money, different. <laughs> Having a kid, different. Pivoting, different. Everything is changing, but it's never going to be comfortable. Everything great that we've ever accomplished and everything great that we're ever going to accomplish has always come burst out of an uncomfortable season. I agree. You're right about that. Number five is take care of yourself. Yeah. Choose you first. Above all things, I think, like I said earlier, that's what that's what I struggled with. I was like, you know what? What do I want? What do I like? What do I want to do? Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health and be okay with it. Mm -hmm. Build a support system. How, how important do you think that is? I think that's huge because I think the issue with why people struggle with pivoting, why they don't make the right decisions if they're considering pivoting, or um, why they deal with mental health um, and feeling away in the midst of change is because they feel like they have nobody to go to. They feel like they have nobody to run to. <laughs> Who can I run to? Um, they feel like they have anybody to run to. You know, the reason why you also held to that for so long was wondering how I would receive that. How would that change the dynamic of our lifestyle, the dynamic of our relationship, the dynamic of our communication. You throw a child into the mix, like how is that going to change the dynamic of his, his way of life? And so I think having a community in a place where you have a safe, just a safe space. And if somebody considers you that person, I said this already, be that safe space for people, especially if you want it. The Bible says, if you want friends, you must first show yourself friendly. If you want to be able to be the person that has a strong community and has people that you can go to and trust and that you can trust with your with your trash, that you can trust with yep. your, your shit, that you can trust with your happiness, you can trust with your success, you gotta be that person too. Not to everybody. But be that person that somebody can say, I know I can I know I can call now. Yeah. I trust that word. I know I can call Brett. I know when I call them, they either gonna give me good advice or they just gonna listen, they gonna let me cry. Whatever you need to be. Uh community's huge. Um, don't hurry. Focus on the reward later. That's just like being in that waiting period that you Wait talk about. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. He will renew. Facts. Well, we need to pray after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, eight, acknowledge that? what's been left behind. Don't act like it never existed. I think that's yeah. another part. It's like you, you know, it's not living in the glory days. It's going through that process of grief and acknowledge what was and then prepare for what's coming, what is going to be, and move forward. Yeah. I was about to say, another song came to my head, but I ain't Not go going back. Yeah, yeah, I ain't, I ain't, even, I ain't even gonna go there. But I'm done singing y'all. Uh, I think that's that's a wrap, man. The life lessons. You I, mean, I feel like this whole episode where we talked about life yeah. lessons, but I would say, um, you know, pivot, pivoting, it's difficult, it's uncomfortable. Um, but my perspective on the pivot in this season is extremely helpful. Um, every day I get a new sense of delight. So my life lesson is, although it's uncomfortable, remember that uh, the best things have always been birthed out of seasons of uncomfort. So uh, lean into it, honestly. Yeah, I would say, you know, my life lesson is pivoting is wisdom. Mm -hmm. uh, pivoting is, is understanding um, where you are is not where you probably need to be. And it's okay to, to, to get out of that space. Um, but understanding that you have a goal in mind, and it's okay. Um, and I got another one. What? All you were 
is not all you are. And all you are is not all you will be. So because of that, it's all good, baby. It's all good. Well, this has been another one. No, this was a good one. This is one for the books, but, uh, for sure. you know. Thanks for tuning us. So let's talk about it podcast. Um, I'm your host, Brittany Garrison, and you can follow me at Brittany Donnell. And I'm Malcolm Garrison, co-host. Uh, you can follow me on IG, Malcolm underscore two underscore Garrison. And then you can follow the podcast at So Let's Talk About a Pod on Instagram, TikTok, um, and YouTube. And don't forget to like, share. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts on this, of course. Um, like, share, rate, review if you're listening on subscribe. Apple Podcasts. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. And man, listen, we got some incredible stuff that we're preparing. Um, and we can't wait to get it to you. So we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. See y'all on the next episode. We out. Preach at the end, boy. I tell you. You said what? I said that thing was gonna preach at the end. Right.